Hi, I'm Roseanne, host of the California Dreaming Podcast, a show that delves into the darker side of the not-so-golden state. Together, we will visit some of the most unhinged and chilling crimes that ever shook California and beyond. Join me as I take you on a journey into a new story each week with a different backdrop from all around California. From the bright lights and glamour of Hollywood to the picturesque and tranquil wine country, no crime, no town, nobody is off limits. Listen to California Dreaming on the Orbital Jigsaw Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. An Eye for an Eye podcast contains subject matters that many may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash eye for iPod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash eye for iPod. What up? Everybody, let's all grab hands. It's time for your favorite show. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back to discuss murder and shit, and that is what we do. The we best. <laughs> I love your willingness to just come in with me and just fucking go. Yeah, so, man. what up, everybody? It's your host, Lisa, and your boy, Maddie Ice, over here on the other mic. Because, bitch, you heard that, right? We have two microphones now, motherfuckers. We have two mics. We official. Yeah, bitch. And if I couldn't figure out how to fix it for this podcast, I apologize. So you will hear one of us in one ear and one of us in the other. If I did fix it, it'll all be together. But either way, actually, when it's on two different, it kind of sounds like you're in the room with us, which is kind of cool. It'll be like, it annoyed me, but... It'll be like you're sitting on the other side of the room. And yeah, it's like Matt and I right now. He's laying on my couch. I'm sitting on my floor. My dog's in between us. But you please no one like, judge me for the fact that she's sitting on the floor. On the <laughs> no, couch. I'm comfortable here. Optional. I just like I like being close. So, um, it would be like you're sitting where my dogs are. If you hear it that way, I, whatever, it's cool. This so, is like sway in the morning, except it's better because we have puppies. <laughs> yeah, which you can probably hear because these microphones now pick up everything because they're all over the place. Yes, but they're beautiful. Yes. So if you haven't already, um, if you haven't already heard. On our Instagram, which is iFryPod, our Facebook, which again is iFryPod, everything is iFryPod. It's E Y E F O R E Y E P O D because that's that's how we roll. Standard and simple. Um, but if you haven't heard already, we are doing a giveaway, super super cool giveaway. Go check it out. It's on our Instagram. All the rules, regulations, and all of that jazz. Basically, the nitty gritty. When you get down to it, free pair of um, Studio Sweden headphones. There's a tray. Bluetooth wireless headphones are amazing. They're in black. Get a case, get a charger, get everything. Three eye for eye stickers and handwritten note by Matt and I, thanking you for your love and support. To enter into the enter into the um, giveaway, all you have to do, there's two different ways to enter. The first way is go find that picture on our Instagram, again, eye for eye pod. And if you tag a friend or more friends, um, for every friend you tag is one entry into the giveaway we're going to put all these names in a hat if you leave us a review and rate us and we see it on our you know on our app i have an app that tracks all of the reviews um and ratings well mainly reviews so leave a review (laughs) so ignore all that so if you leave a review on any of the apps that you listen to us on 
we'll see it and we'll give you five entries into this giveaway. So for review, five entries to tag a friend, let them know about the giveaway, let them know about our podcast. That's one entry. You can tag as many people as you'd like each person as a different entry giveaway so that's what we have going on we're going to announce the winner to that march 25th which actually might be closer to now when we release this episode but check out the merch store too um yes we launched a motherfucking merch store we got gear we got gear we got gear Um, it's actually really fucking legit our link will be in the bio it's eye for ipod as everything else from threadless so it's Let me look at the fucking actual link so I can just say it to you guys instead of just trying to remember it. Hold on one moment. It is iforipod.threadless.com. All of our merch is up there. We have three amazing logos made by the incredible Rachel Gregorino. And she's the most incredible graphic designer we've ever worked with. Well, really the only one we've ever worked with. But she's incredible. I don't think we'll ever choose anyone else. Because she's just amazing. She made us three badass logos. And now you can get those logos on literally anything you want. Anything. I got right here. I'm wearing our zip up. I have a mug, which is even better quality than I thought it would be. I'm like lit about this fucking mug. The I'm going to use it everywhere. And the bags. And the I mean... bags. I have a cell phone case now. We have every design on the cell phone cases. I have a t-shirt. We have... You want a fucking shower curtain? We'll give you a fucking shower curtain. You want a duvet cover? You'll get a fucking duvet cover with our logo right on it. With a logo on it. One of our three amazing logos yeah. on it. You yeah, can you have which one. technically you have six designs to choose from. Wow. It's it's three logos, six different ways we created the logos um, to make the best products we can. Amazing. And it's amazing. So go check that out again. That's ifrypod.threadless.com. Go order some stuff. We love it. We think you will too. And it's definitely a conversation piece. Today I was wearing this hoodie, my zip up, which there's pictures on our Instagram of it. And literally someone came up to me and said, oh my God, where's your hoodie from? Or where's your zip up from? And I was like, oh, (laughs) actually, (laughs) well, if you must know, (laughs) it's my podcast, I've iPod. And that got her to say, you know, the natural next step is, oh, what's it about? True crime, baby. What does the punishment fit the crime? Did was an eye for eye met? And then we got into a conversation about a true crime case. Whether or not we thought that punishment fit the crime. So if you're trying to branch into the conversation starting game, our merch is the way to go. And I actually had a friend come up to me this weekend when I was working down on the strip in Pittsburgh. That is a place, not a job title. <laughs> Matt is actually a stripper in his spare time. Sorry, Mom. My, I apologize. <laughs> no. But I had a friend come up to me and say, hey, I heard you're running a podcast now. What's it about? And I started telling him a little bit about it. And, John, if you're listening. Shout out to you. That shit's always so exciting. Hope you like it. So tell your friends, tell your fam, subscribe, rate, review. Because right now, that will get you entered into our giveaway. So just remember that. Now let's get into the case today, Matt. This one is one where Matt doesn't completely know this case I don't think and I'm hoping he doesn't because I'm really interested on in getting his like raw reaction to what happened here and I'm really um, curious I'm not too familiar to yeah so that, that was designed this way yeah. yeah yes this was this was a case where I just kind of was like oh I'm gonna write this up one night and just do it and we're see. gonna do it and I like to sometimes spring them on Matt because I like to see his real 
real-time reaction because sometimes we discuss what's going on before we actually start recording. This is not one of those cases, ladies and gentlemen. So It's a little more knee-jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. If I break anything, I'm sorry. It's It kind of reminds me of... Ah, no, it doesn't. Okay, so let's get into it. A witness testifies he saw Justine Winter's car swerving before a double fatal crash in March of 2009. In week two of the double homicide trial, the defense began unfolding its case. Dax Van Fossen has the story. Week two of the Justine Winter trial began Monday with witnesses being called by the defense. One of those witnesses, Eugene Welch, alleges that he actually passed Justine Winter's car just before the crash took place. Attorney David Stuff to ask Welch what he observed about Winter's car. Crossing over the lines, um, both the white line and the, the yellow one in the middle of the road. Welch also says he left out a piece of information to officers when he first gave a statement. When I had passed the vehicle, I withheld information that um, I had seen um, a face illuminated by light in the vehicle. Now, it's not clear what caused the illumination from within, possibly the cell phone that Winter had been texting on. Welch says he then passed the vehicle near the Flathead County dump, but he says he wasn't speeding. And after passing that vehicle, uh, how fast were you, did you then start going? After I passed the vehicle, between um, 65 and 70 miles an hour. It's alleged by the prosecution that the car being driven by Winter was traveling in excess of 80 miles an hour when it struck Aaron Thompson's car. However, there were some inconsistencies in Welch's testimony. For example, in his initial interview, he said Winter had only crossed the lines on the shoulder of the highway. March 2009. Shortly after dropping Ryan home following an argument. Goodbye, Ryan. Just live your life knowing you did change me. Just know I am telling the truth when I told you I love you. My last words, I love you, Ryan. Yeah, whatever. You say that, you win, I lose. That's what it all comes down to. If I won, I would have had you, and I wouldn't crash my car. I can't change what happens in my life, but I will do all I can to make a difference because it's ending, Ryan. Goodbye. You kill yourself, I kill myself. You better not. Then you better not. Tell me you will only be with me because you want to. Tell me you want to be with me. That's the only thing I want to live for. You, Ryan, you keep me living. Then, at 8.12 p.m., Winter texted Langford's sister. Keep an eye on your brother for me. Make sure he's safe. And Ryan's sister responded, Okay, he's in his room. You're scaring me. Back to the conversation between and Ryan. Ryan then follows up a saying, You hurt yourself and I'll do the same. That's why I'm going to wreck my car, because I'm a terrible person. I thought I could fix it, but I couldn't. It shows me I'd rather kill myself. Goodbye, Ryan. So this fast-paced conversation continues with Langford wondering why, if Winter is so determined to be with him, did she kick him out of her car when dropping him off? at home because I wanted to kill myself because I want you out of my car so I could do what you told me I couldn't and Ryan says you're killing yourself is just another way of you running away that's why I'm going to wreck my car because I thought I could fix it 
but I couldn't. It shows. Minutes later, 16-year-old Winter drove her car at 85 miles per hour into oncoming traffic on Montana's Highway 93. She struck and killed 35-year-old Aaron Thompson, who was pregnant, and her 13-year-old son, Caden O'Dell. Thompson and O'Dell were killed in the crash, but Winter survived the suicide attempt. Winter suffered a traumatic brain injury at the crash and spent 47 days in intensive care at Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. She was tried as an adult on two counts of deliberate homicide. Afro and I podcast listeners, listen up. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'm currently listening to, get this, I Like You Just The Way I Am. Do you know the book? Do you know it? If you do, you'll know it's by the hilarious Jenny Mullen. If you don't know who Jenny Mullen is, she's Jason Briggs' wife. (laughs) She probably hates that. Um, So, I Like You Just The Way I Am by Jenny Mullen is about not doing the right thing, about indulging your inner crazy person. It is genuine she's not trying to impress anyone or come across as a responsible, level-headed member of society. With any luck, it'll make you a better acquainted with who you really are and what you really want, which, let's be honest, is more likely someone else's email password. The book is hilarious. I'm not kidding. I'm obsessed with Jenny Mullen, and this is how I got introduced to her. I read this book. She is fucking hilarious, and now I'm listening to it. It's read by Jenny herself. Fucking incredible literally so funny take a little sample my mom was always more of a friend than an authority figure but not like a laid-back friend who comes over to watch homeland more like an annoying friend who comes over with two dudes you don't know and starts doing body shots off your sleeping roommate at 3 a.m on a wednesday (laughs) that's jenny for you so check it out you can listen to that book and many 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 others on audible for free get your free download get your free 30-day trial and to download that book and those many others, go to audibletrial.com slash iforipod, audibletrial.com slash iforipod for your free audiobook trial today. And let me tell you, you need to download Jenny Mullen's books. So let's get into the trial, Matt. So this case, we didn't have much background on Justine Winter, but we do know a little bit. We read her text messages with her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend thing at the time, at the top of the show here. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, Flathead County attorney Ed Corrigan successfully argued that a series of text messages between Winter, who, as you heard, threatened to kill herself in messages sent before the collision, and a boy who had just ended a relationship with her were proof her actions were deliberate, right? So, the prosecuting attorney was saying, your text messages to your ex, or your boy, I don't know what they were, so to Ryan saying, I'm going to wreck my car and kill myself, prove that you deliberately drove into traffic to wreck your car and try to kill yourself. Yeah, it shows intent right off the bat. I mean, she was Mm -hmm. clearly intending to kill herself and whatever that took, if it included killing someone else. Yeah, and that's that's where this case is, is going to go off the handles a bit. So Corrigan reiterated the state's conditions are contentions that Winter had just threatened to crash her car, accelerate, <laughs> accelerated as she crossed the center line, so she was not slowing down when she crossed that center line, 
and did not break until the last second before the impact. And she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Nope. So she sped on into oncoming, oncoming traffic with text messages minutes before saying, I'm going to crash my car and kill myself. Now, an investigation of the crash shows no tire marks on the road that would have indicated that Winter had tried to avoid the crash. So, as many who drive cars know, if, if you feel like you're going to hit something, the instinct is to swerve, right. right? To swerve away from it, to slam on your brakes. There was no indication, Matt, that she did any of that. She didn't try to swerve away from the vehicles that were in oncoming lane. She didn't try to swerve out of the traffic. She didn't hit the brake until a second before the crash. Clearly. This is all stuff we need to keep in mind. Right. Clearly shows that she was intending to be in an accident to kill herself. That was the intention, yes. Court documents allege that a post-crash inspection of the car showed that Winter was not wearing her seatbelt and she was at 95% throttle, which means she was pedal to the metal. She was all the way, her foot at the floor. She was going as fast as her car would allow her to go. The same report noted that she was traveling 86 miles per hour, three to five seconds before impact, and braked only one second before the impact. We'll talk about that when we talk for I, but for an I. Matt, the defense argued that the crash was an accident that occurred in a poorly marked construction zone. So they're saying that... Um, there was a screw-up on it the was just the con- Yeah, it was just construction. They didn't realize it was a bad area, and she was she lost control. Right. Now, to add insult oh, to injury, Matt, going get 86, this. Yep. <laughs> mind you. Get this shit, though, right? To add insult to injury, they filed a lawsuit against Aaron Thompson's estate and the construction companies involved in building an overpass where the wreck happened. Let me re-preface that. Wow. She, the girl who killed... This woman, her unborn baby, and her child sued her. Sued her. <laughs> I'm not sure who thought that that was a great idea. But basically, they sued her and they sued the company involved in the construction. Now, the lawsuit claimed Winter suffered permanent injuries on the crash and a loss of capacity to enjoy life. She also claimed future loss of income as well as past and present and future medical expenses. Because what? of your dumbass? Right? Right? Is that not the most infuriating part of this whole thing? How's that fair to M? M- right? Right? So I first before. saw this case on 2020, 2020 covered it, and you guys have to watch it. It's it's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. And it's just infuriating. It's just all around horrible and infuriating because... All, like, it's just, she killed a family. And, t- you know, there there was some kind of intent there. She said seconds before she crashed her car that she was going to crash her car. It's just, it's insane to me that that was able to even pass, that any lawyer would have taken that on to sue a, a grieving family who just had three people taken away from them. Right. So. How, how is that even possible? That's, I mean, like, that I, they would hear that. that right? That presentation. I'm, I'm sorry. Right? So. Justine was backed by her father, Randy Winter, because of her status as a minor. And they accused Thompson of causing the accident through negligent driving. See, it just keeps getting worse, Matt. It just keeps getting fucking worse. It all piles on. Who was her attorney? Right? This asshole. Right? I mean, what a heartless individual. It's just like they just keep piling on shit. You're going to fucking blame an innocent woman and her child 
for causing an accident that you said you were gonna cause seconds before it happened. Like I don't even understand how this how this was even entered in. I don't understand it at right. all. I mean, with her text messages, it almost seems redundant to go over like what happened. Like, come on, we know what happened. Exactly. Exactly. She wrote it down. <laughs> exactly. It's right there. The phone so, survived too. Yeah. Right. Unreal. So the three companies, Knife River Corporation, Western Traffic Control, Inc., and Mountain West Holding Company, are also accused of failing to properly maintain the highway, which was under construction at the time. Again, we're going to go over all of this an eye for an eye, but this is just absolutely bullshit to me. You're trying to blame the deceased victims and the the construction because you decided to cross bounds after telling someone you're going to kill yourself by crashing your car. Okay. All right. I don't know how this happened at all. Now, in February 2011, Winter was found guilty on two counts of deliberate homicide. District Court Judge Kathleen Curtis, who ruled that Thompson's pregnancy could not be brought up at trial, which I don't understand, sentenced Winter to two 30-year prison terms on the deliberate homicide convictions, suspended 15 years of each, and ordered the sentences to run concurrently. Now, during the trial, Winter never apologized for what happened. She did take the stand a few times, um, and and never once offered her sympathies to the to the uh, families of the deceased victims here. Now, in return to the tragic loss and emptiness in their lives, all that Aaron Thompson's family wanted was an apology from the 18-year-old who who caused this chaos and horrible, horrific nightmare in their lives. Now, according that's to, all they wanted. That's not what I wanted. But. Right, right. Now, according to the Daily Interlake. When given a chance, the Evergreen resident, so Justine, seemed to stop short of accepting full responsibility. She survived with serious injuries, and she would say she does not remember what happened the night of the accident and cannot take responsibility for the deaths that resulted because she cannot remember them. She doesn't remember? That, that's probably my favorite of all the defenses people come up with. I just blacked out. I don't remember what happened. Like, Well, she got she did get injured. So that could yeah, be legit, of course but that doesn't take injured. away the that's fact that you saying. killed someone. She can't remember sending the text messages before she was injured? I don't know. Sometimes it does wipe away like yeah, the maybe, maybe. I'm not any brain trauma surgeon, <laughs> Lord knows. But in but any case, saying, that doesn't I mean, take away from the fact that you were the one driving the vehicle that killed hey, these babe, people. Hey, babe, if you don't remember what you said, it's okay. You said it. We, You wrote it down. We got it right here. Mm-hmm. It's documented. So it's fine if you don't remember because it's right here. So in a win- crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to have to go over all of this. But so basically she's saying... Um, I can't remember, so there's no way I can apologize for what happened because, like, because I can't remember, it wasn't really my fault. Bitch, what? We're going to go over it. So, when she finally took the stand in her sentencing hearing, Winter did seek forgiveness, but not the kind that Aaron Thompson's family and Caden's family were looking for. No one will ever know what, what actually happened on the night of March 19th. I will never be able to say that that I intentionally crossed the center line wanting to take three lives from all of you. I'm not saying that it doesn't take time, but I think that the chance needs to be made for you guys to, to be able to forgive me and to move past it. I understand why you weren't allowed to contact the families and understand why you didn't present testimony at trial. But what they wanted to hear from you for a long, long time also 
is I'm sorry. Can you tell them that? I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, but I cannot, I, I don't know what you're meaning by you want me to say that I'm sorry. Okay. I don't have any other questions in your honor. Thank you. Of course, that's some bullshit. Some suggested that Winter deserved the death penalty, while others ur urged compassion because she was just a kid. Because this happened when she was 16. Yeah. So, now we get into some more stuff. On September 21st, 2015, the Montana Board of Pardons and Parole granted Winter, who was 22, parole upon completion of a pre-release program in Billings. Winter's first application for parole in 2014 was denied by the board, but she was transferred from Montana's Women's Prison to Passages, which was a pre-release center in Billings on December 10th of that year. She was an inmate, yeah, right, and she was an inmate worker at a pre-release center for six months and then entered its residency program, where Allred said participants get jobs, save money, participate in groups, and transition back into the community. Winter was released in 2015 after only serving four years. She will be on parole until January 20, 2026. If Winter violates the terms of her parole, she may be imprisoned for more than 15 years. Now, a quote from Aaron Thompson's family, they said, it was sooner than any of us expected, but I need to do what will make my heart happy, and for me, that's to wish Justine well and send her love. Huh. Let's that's, talk about it. That's a nice sentiment, at least, but oh my God. I mean, first of all, another case of just young love taken way too far here, like... You're going to kill yourself over a breakup? I mean, you When know, you're 15, like, relax. 15, 16 years old. I mean, my God, these kids. And, it, you know, I knew people like that when I was 15. I was probably... I wasn't going to kill myself, but I, I was... Dramatic, I thought I was though. like, you know, this was my one and only, my king. But, like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and then people think, like, Oh, you know, we shouldn't blame them because they're so young. It's like, listen, I can appreciate that to some degree. But when a kid ultimately comes out and says, I'm going to kill myself, decides to do that going 86 down a highway and opposing traffic where you can very easily kill or hurt someone else, I mean, you're putting other people's lives at risk there. There's very little wiggle room, in my opinion, for that. I would never have had her. I don't know what Montana's... I don't know. I don't know what their statue is. But, I mean, it would be vehicular homicide plus intentional murder. I mean, honestly, there's so many things that you could have charged her with. I just don't understand how they could have taken this so lightly. And then the fact that she's out? After four, four years? years? Come on. Mm -hmm. What has she learned in a work program for she part of that time? She couldn't even say, I'm sorry. I could say I'm sorry, and I wasn't even fucking involved. Well, I think her attorney probably told her not to say that. Why, though? Why would an attorney do that? Because it admits culpability. Like, admits, yeah. It basically says that you're sorry for what happened, but you're sorry that you did it. But so is that I will she's say I think her attorney it? was a piece of shit anyways, just from hearing this case. So. Yeah. I mean, this guy filed lawsuits against everybody in Jesus, you know, <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> try and blame them. You're like, you know, it was the Green Bay Packers' fault. 
I'm blaming Vince Lombardi. Like, he fucking filed a suit against everybody. Like Literally, that's the most appalling. I mean, it's all appalling to me. The fact that three people, um, one who didn't even get a chance at life yet, were were. That's a horrific way to die. Um, and I was listening to a report regarding this case, and they said that Aaron did not die instantly on impact, and that she was pointing to officers about how where like where's my son and he was ejected from the car so what a painful horrible scary way to pass away and at the hands of just such negligence such immaturity and that's the thing it's like so the argument was she's young give her a break and then the other arguments give her the death penalty now those are I don't think the death penalty is necessary yeah. either. So, I for night, what do you think? Uh, obviously, no, no, she didn't. No, I don't think she should be out now. I don't think she should be out for another 10 years. Yeah. At least. But I don't believe she should be killed. No. No, I don't. that's a little harsh. I think that's a little harsh. I think she was a kid and made a mistake. And that mistake should cost her the a majority hefty, of her life. Yeah, a hefty. But not her life. Uh, and... No, I don't believe that I for an eye was met here. I think that she ultimately got off easy. I mean, what for, about the original sentencing, though? Yeah, I it think was that wasn't totally off base either. But at the same time, it was a little too lenient. I mean, you know, there shouldn't be that wiggle room for somebody to be on parole in four years, yeah. and then be you know fully paroled again in twenty twenty six, ten years later, or whatever that would be. I mean, that's just like yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. There, there's so many loopholes in the system for people like this, and that's why these things happen and they reoffend. She got, what, 60 years and got out in four? Yeah. See, that's fucking insane to me. That's incredible. Um, so, no, I don't believe that I for an eye was met at all in this case. I think the sentence that she was originally handed, had it been upheld, would have been an eye for an eye, I think, even just 20 Half more years. Time, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like 15 more years in jail, that would have been fine. Um... Not fine. Nothing's ever fine, you know, in these cases. However, I think it would have been more just, more... I don't... It's just so crazy that this just... It's infuriating, and it's so sad because all this poor family wanted was for you to say, I'm sorry, and I know Matt said that's probably the lawyer's discretion, but even so, just... You're fucking out of jail. Now you can fucking apologize. But you're right. I, I, I think it's more she doesn't want to take credibility at all. I don't, and that's the problem. That's what the family wants to hear. And it's just like, dude, you're out of fucking jail. Apologize. Apologize. You made a mistake. You screwed up. You were a kid, but you fucked up. I don't know how, I just don't know how. I mean, I guess the prosecution won, technically. They did. But then what the fuck is this nonsense about her getting out of jail in Fort? Yeah, that seems like a plea deal to me more than it seems like a conviction. Right. So that is the case of Justine Winters. I'm going to insert some clips from the 2020 um, special on this and also I think you guys should check it out. It's pretty intense. It's really sad and it's just mind-boggling that this is the stuff that happens. Just know that no relationship is worth your life ever, not even if you think he's the love of your life. Um, We'll have links in the bio to address those issues if you or anyone you know is suffering in a relationship, in a domestic situation. Um, Yeah, that's, that's Justine Winter's case. If you haven't already, please go enter our giveaway. Um, we want to definitely let everyone know to join that. Check out our merch shop. It is wonderful. It's a place where fairies are made. Off Ocean Avenue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 
This is the eye for an eye case number not sure yet because we might switch up the order of the release of some of these. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let us know what you think. Do you think she should have been released in four years? Do you think she should be in jail still? What do you think her sentence should have been? Where, where do you lay on this case? It's very, very interesting to me. Obviously, you know where we lay because we it's just mind-blowing. And this is one of those cases. What the hell happened here? What the fuck? We don't believe it offhand. No, it's just... And it's just so sad, and we want to send our condolences to the families, all the families involved. This is a horrible case, and it's just like, the one thing people don't realize, um, and this is what my mom said to me when I got my license, was that you're getting the keys to drive the deadliest, the deadliest weapon. And you need to take that into consideration. You are not the only person on the road mm-hmm. with that weapon. Is how my mom phrased it, which you I like. Pay attention to other people's yep. weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah, it sounds sexual. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay attention to that. type of weapons you got. <laughs> um, you packing in there. <laughs> but it is important to know that, that you're not the only person on the road. Um, you, sh- you should never be fucking around is basically it. Just don't, like, this is, ah, it's just so fucking tragic. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but... We're going to sign off here. We love you guys. Please go rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your fam. Join us on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter pages. I'm very active on all of them. Always posting shit. Always trying to have a discussion. Always taking polls. Posting pictures and shit. So check us out. It's all eye for eye pod. We love you. Thank you for checking us out tonight. And Matt. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We love you. Thank you to our sponsors as well. Does oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Do we love our sponsors? Yes. Studio Keto Chow. And, of course, Audible. Check out Audible. We love all y'all. Take a listen to some great books. Jenny Mullen, shout out. I hope she hears this. Someone, someone in contact with Jenny because she talks to her Instagram followers all the time. She actually called Kara. No way. No, I'm not even fucking kidding. I died. Um... But yeah, Jenny Mullen, if you're listening, we love you. I want to read all of your books. Keep bringing them to me. Keep bringing them out. She has a million live fast, die hot. I like you just the way I am. They are fucking hilarious. She is a wild woman. Check her out on Audible. Eye for iPod. Audible trial. Good night, everyone. Good night. On the dark road, there's construction, and the highway is now down to two lanes. As she nears the Stillwater Bridge, her teen romance spinning out of control, Justine is now barreling at 85 miles an hour. Just then, Aaron Thompson and Caden are coming the other way. Richard Peppel is right behind them. He'll never forget what he saw next. Jeez. What did I just see? Did you have even time to sort of react? I mean, it just exploded. Kaboom. Peppo rushes to the tangled wreckage of the closest car, Justine Winters. Her tongue had gone back into her uh, esophagus. I just pulled that out. Then the, the white foam and the blood came out pretty profusely, and, and I didn't think she was going to make it. He then races to the other car, where pregnant Erin and her 13-year-old son are trapped inside. When I got there, I pulled the door open. 
She, she was trying to tell me something. He would later wonder if she was struggling to get help for her son buried in the wreckage. It, it couldn't come up because her chest was so crushed. And she, I know she had internal injuries. I held her hand and I said, we got help on the way, just hang in there. But she didn't. Finally, she just blinked out. I just all of a sudden had this dread that something was wrong. And I having to call up the hospitals or the police department and just try to find out if there was an accident. Jason is finally connected to police. And he, and he said, I so much didn't want to tell you this on the phone, but Aaron and Caden were killed in an accident. I've never been so wrecked. It's like, I lost my heart, I lost my life, I lost my entire family.